Hello, my name is Roger Armstrong, and I'm a psychic child that was born in 1930. Now, continue the story from some of the other uh, video clips that we've done. I received my glasses, and I went and read everything in the library from A to T. Now, once I started, so once I had my glasses, I could catch a ball. And my dad was just thrilled. So I started playing softball with my friends in the neighborhood. We had a lot next door, the little sand, uh, you know, a, a little uh, just set up for uh, uh, a ragtag chosen teams. And I used to get chosen last, you know. So I, but I wanted to be a pitcher because being a pitcher, you were always busy. And I hated being out in the outfield with nothing to do. I mean, that was the worst. So I set up a mattress in my basement and I painted a strike zone on it. And I paced off the right distance and I would practice. Now, I had an underarm pendulum swing, they called it, rather than the whip pitch that most professional softball people use or the good pitchers use. But I could control the ball. Now, it was a challenge to me. Now, you remember I've been lifting rocks and making sculptures with rocks and trees. I could make things lighter. And I did some playing with my, in my grandpa's uh, yard by moving a ball around as I was running. But that's very different from trying to control a fast-moving pitch. So I had to practice it and practice. And my guardians would come and visit and they would say, now, you're, if you put a spin on the ball, you want to go with the spin. You don't want to do something that's going to stop the spin. So you want to use natural forces to have the ball do what you want. And, and so by the time, over the winter, when spring came and we started playing softball again, I had a fastball with two, with two spins, an overspin and an underspin. I had a slow ball that like floated and it was so slow that most batters could swing twice at it. I had a dip, I had a riser, and I had the fattest curve you ever want to see. And I could hit the corners and hit the edges. Due to my practice and my abilities, I became an awesome pitcher. And I have to admit, this was strictly an ego thing, a teenage ego thing. I mean, I wanted to be the best, and I became it. Now, I started getting picked first, and my local Methodist church had a softball team. So the big boys that played on the team asked me if I would pitch for them. So here I am, uh, uh, an 11-year-old, 
pitching, you know, to the kids that were 17 and 18 years old in the league. And we won the league. It was very interesting for me to be able to do that. Now, my dad was a golfer. And he hit a fairly long ball. He hit about uh, 325, 350. And so he decided to get, give me lessons. So we went to the local pro that was a friend of his, and they started giving me lessons. And very soon I could hit 325, 350. as a 12-year-old. My irons were great. I could be on the green in two or three. And my dad had visions of pro. But then I would six putt. Now, I was controlling my drives, and I could control my irons. But I made a pact with myself that if I did that, that I wouldn't control my putting. And so regardless of how much I practiced, I would still, you know, at least three putt was a good for me. But usually it was six. Now, I played softball and basketball and golf through most of my life. And people love to watch my long 425 to 450-yard drives that I was able to do in my late teens and 20s. Now, during the summer, then, I was sent to uh, a YMCA camp. And I learned to swim, and I got my uh, life-saving badge. And one of the kids in the, in the cabin injured himself, and so I healed it and demonstrated the blister thing and told them that if they were interested, I could uh, give them the power to do the healing too. And the next day, I got called in by the camp nurse, and she said I should stop that foolishness or I would be sent home. It seems that one of the cabin guys went to her and asked her if it was all right for him to do that. And that was the last that I wanted to share any of my powers with any of my bunkmates. Now, the next year I went to scout camp, and that was fun. I, love, I, I did a lot of mountaineering, they called it. You use a compass and you pace yourself, and you have a map, and you work it out that way. And I could go out by myself, because if I didn't know where I was, I could always do an out-of-body experience, an astral experience, and I could float myself up to the top of the trees, my corporal self to the top of the trees, and look and see where the camp was and go back. Now, that year I went out to the farm, 
also. And I was able to help and do the, do the haying and do all the other kinds of things. And I had a responsibility of milking six cows on test because my grandpa had championship brown Swiss cattle. And I also was old enough that I could help with the birthing of the calves. And one of the championship cows, Alice was her name, had difficulty in her birthing. And the calf wasn't in the right position. So Grandpa reached in, and I did pictures with Alice and the calf. And between the, the four of us, we turned the calf to its proper position for birthing. And the calf was born healthy. My grandpa was so pleased because with a little bull calf, and in 1942, that little bull calf was going to be eighteen to twenty thousand dollars. He was so pleased with it all, he told me to thank my guardians for my training, and he named the bull calf Guardian. Now I'm Roger Armstrong, and I was a psychic child. And I'm telling these stories hoping that if you're a psychic child, you'll contact me and you'll tell me your stories and you'll write them down and send them to me. Now on my website, www.wasapsychicchild.com, all one word, will be the information of where to send the stories to.